Father, this evening, we come to you in the wonderful name of Jesus. We thank you for your word that you have given us, and we thank you for the precious Holy Spirit that takes this word and helps us understand this word. We cannot do this in our own ability and in our own strength. Jesus said in John chapter 6, verse 63, that the words that he speaks are spirit and life. And I thank you, God, that it is our spirit man, the very inner part of us, that really needs to digest this word. Let it, let it become light to our inner man. That in the moments of life, Father, where that word needs to begin to operate, that word needs to begin to speak, it's your voice to us. That because it's hidden on the inside of us, richly indwelt on the inside of us, there is a faith that arises, the God kind of faith. I ask this evening that every one of us would have an ear to hear what it is that you are saying to the church. I ask God that we would be seeing and yet perceiving, hearing and understanding. And we thank you, God, for hearts that are open to receive. We thank you, precious Holy Spirit, that you take this word and make it come alive to us. In Jesus' mighty name, and everybody said, amen and amen. Just before you take your seats, can we just reach out and say hello to those that are around us? Give them a high five. Tell them that it's good to see them in the house of God tonight. And then you may be seated. We are part of the best team, best church team in the entire world. We have a great team. And not, a great team is because we've got great leadership. We've got a great legacy. And we've got great pastors that are leading us. And, you know, we, before we do anything else, can we honor our pastors this evening? Pastor Nell, we love you. Pastor John and Joy, it's a great privilege for us to be serving on this team. If you have your Bibles with you, would you turn with me to 1 Thessalonians chapter 5? I want to talk to you this evening about the impartation of God's power. The impartation of God's power. You imparting God's power. 1 Thessalonians chapter 5, verse 23. This is what the Bible says. Now may the God of peace make you holy in every way, and may your whole spirit, would you say spirit? And soul, would you say soul? And body, would you say body? So there are three parts to us, spirit, soul, and body. We kept blameless until our Lord Jesus Christ comes again. And then if you could switch over to Mark chapter 16, Mark chapter 16, verse 17, a, a famous passage of Scripture. Mark chapter 16, verse 17, this is what the Bible says. And these signs will accompany those who are in full-time ministry only. Does it say that? And these signs will accompany those that have a doctorate in theology. Does it say that? No. What does the Bible say? And these signs will accompany, will follow, will be ordinary, everyday experience for those who believe. 
And what are those signs? Jesus says, in my name, they will cast out demons. They will speak in tongues. They will pick up serpents with their hands. And if they drink any deadly poison, it will not hurt them. They will lay hands or their hands on the sick, and they may recover if God's in a good mood. Does the Bible say that? The Bible's quite definitive on the point. When you believe, you will lay hands on the sick, and what does the Bible say? They will recover. Jesus has given the church the power to reverse the work of a defeated devil at any moment, at any time, on any occasion. Miraculous signs accompany the life of a believer in Jesus Christ. A sincere devotion to Jesus opens a world of miraculous signs and wonders so that the Christian life is the life of the Spirit. I want to say it again. The Christian life is the life of the Spirit. And the Bible tells us that no saint is excluded from demonstrating the supernatural power of God. Not one of us here tonight are excluded from demonstrating God's supernatural power. Every single one of us has what is necessary to cast out demons. Every one of us is fully equipped to heal the sick. In fact, you and I, the church, have everything that we need to see the lame begin to walk, the blind begin to see, the deaf begin to hear, to, to live a life of the miraculous. Can I have an amen this, this evening? You see, this is not just done by the pastor, although the pastor does this. This is not just done by the elder, although we see the elder do this. This is not the privilege of a life group leader or a Timothy, although we do see the life group leader and the Timothy do this. Every one of us can heal the sick. Every one of us can cast out demons. And every member of the church can perform signs, wonders, and miracles. Every one of us. No one's excluded. We've got to recognize the debilitating effects of a disqualifying syndrome and mindset that appears in the hearts of the church. And according to this conviction, we look at our inadequacies, our lack of Bible training, our inconsistencies, the accusations of those around us, and we pass on the opportunity to work the miracles of God. We feel that other people are more qualified than us. So we step down, we back off, and we think that God cannot use us. But if you believe, signs will accompany you. Every believer in Jesus is fully equipped to impart and release the power of God to see signs and wonders. Every single one of us. Would you, would you put your hand over your heart and say, I'm not excluded? Would you say, I'm a believer? Signs and wonders? Follow me. You know, living the supernatural life is the greatest adrenaline rush you can ever live. I love roller coasters. I love going on roller coasters. I was going to show you some pictures of someone on staff that went on some roller coasters with me. And then uh, after much deliberation, Natalie intervened and said, please don't embarrass 2.0, who we call Wayne Ringasamy. 
he's fearing for his life. I'm screaming my lungs out. I love the thrill of roller coasters. But can I tell you, working the miracles of God is a greater thrill. Can I tell you, when, when you see somebody sick and you see the power of God heal them, it is such an adrenaline rush, you're waiting for where's the next miracle. Come on, I, I'm going to turn the corner and what miracle is God going to do? I love the fact that one of our students was just doing exactly that, going and laying hands on the sick and seeing people be healed by God's power. He said, Wayne, it's become so addictive that when I see somebody on the road that's crippled, I stop the car, I get out, and I lay my hands on them. I see God's power, and when I walk away from that miracle, I'm asking, where's the next miracle? It is the greatest rush when God uses you to see his power demonstrated through you. But I, I want to help us tonight flow and impart God's miracle power because every single one of us can do it. And so I have spirit, soul, and body that have agreed to come and help me this evening. Can we give them a big God bless you? Now, in order for us to understand how God's power works through us. We need to understand how we are made up. Uncle Phil, you're looking very good. You see how that chest is out there? Goodness gracious me, that's making all the people that do gym just go green with envy. But you are spirit. This is who you are. This is your identity. This is the eternal part of you. You are a spirit, you have a soul, and you live in a body. Would you say, I am a spirit being, I have a soul, and I live in a body. And so we're going to show you how this body works. So there's Uncle Phil, he's going to turn that way. The soul is going to put his hands onto the body, and the spirit is going to put his hands onto the soul, because it's one unit, this is you. You are one part visible, two parts invisible. This is the part that we see. We can't see this part. We can see this part. Many times when people come for healing, we operate in this dimension and we get intimidated because this is the, the world that says, if I see it, I'll believe it. Remember Thomas? Thomas said, no, Jesus, he hasn't risen. What are you talking about? Unless I see the holes in his hands, I'm never going to believe. If you are living your life in this dimension, you live by your five senses, and you'll never step out and work the miracles of God unless you feel a goosebump or something, and you really know that you're anointed. If there's a goosebump on a goosebump, then you know, hey, that's God's great anointing. God's here today. But my friend, that's not where the miracle power of God is stored. Your soul is made up of three parts. This is your will, whatever you choose to do. You chose to come to church tonight. Good on you. Your body didn't decide. You decided in your soul, I'm coming to church tonight. Now, your soul is also made up of your mind and your emotions. How many of you know that sometimes when people come into a building... You hear them before you see them. The loud personalities. Pastor Ennius, is he here tonight? 
Um, this is just a random roll call. Um, but uh, some, some people, they, they are heard before you see them. Some other people, they come in, they're sitting there, they've been with you all the time. You didn't even know they were there. It's all our different personalities. That's why we've got this as a nice yellow shirt, because all of us are different. But here is the inner man, the spirit man. This is the real you. This is the part of you that God does something wonderful in when you are born again. It is amazing what God has done to the inner man. What, what is true of the inner man is not true of the outer man. In fact, let me say to you that when you become born again, God does such a great work here that all ministry flows from the inside out. Many people are trying to do the works of God from the outside, but that's not how God's power works. God's power is on the inside of us. I'm going to show this from Scripture in a moment. All ministry works from the inside out. It's not on the outside. It's on the inside that counts. Sorry, Cremora. It's not on the, it's not on the top. It's on the... No, 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 no. It's actually what's inside really counts. And so all ministry flows from the inside out. That part of you will only respond to what you feel. But this part of you doesn't operate by feelings. This part of you, the most important part of you, from which all ministry flows, this part operates by faith. No faith, no release. This guy will not be touched by what God has put on the inside of you unless you operate by faith. The soul is the tap that either switches the power of God on the inside of you, God's power, not your power, God's power, it's the soul that will either release God's power or stop God's power. That's the power of the soul. This guy, he doesn't have much of an identity of his own. If you're not born again, this man, the, in, the inner man, he's weak. So I'm going to ask Brandon to sit on, well, go on his knees. He's weak. He's in the structure, in the three, carry on holding if you can. In the three parts of us, the, the spirit is, is weak when you're not saved. And so the body is in the driving seat. So guess what the soul's going to do? The soul is going to resemble the flesh. Anger, hatred, you know the deal. But when you become born again, this guy dies. You can carry on going down. Can you go down? This guy comes to life. So what, what happens here? The soul begins to resemble and bear the fruit of the one who is actually strong. The spirit man. Uncle Phil, you can come up. I don't want you to faint there. <laughs> the inner man is the strong part of you. Turn with me, if you will, to 2 Corinthians chapter 4, 2 Corinthians chapter 4, 
and verse 16. 2 Corinthians chapter 4, verse 16. What an awesome scripture. Though our bodies are dying, this part of us is getting weaker and weaker. When you were 20, Pastor Danny, you bench pressed 180. I heard you boasting the other day. And now he looks at 20 kgs and he's excited. I bench pressed 20 kgs. The the body is dying. But have a look and see what the Bible says. Though our outer self is wasting away, what is happening on the inside of you is going in the opposite to what's on the outside of you. On the inside of you, the inner man, the inner self is being renewed day by day. In other words, your body may lose strength, but never your spirit man. Your inner man is restored, was being restored to the original strength that God placed in the spirit of Adam and Eve. It gets stronger every single day. Your spirit man gets stronger. You might be getting weaker on the outside, but your spirit man goes the opposite direction. So while the outer man gets weaker, the inner man gets stronger. How many of you can understand that this evening? So if you want to live a successful Christian life, then you must live out of the resources of your true identity, which is your spirit. Ministry is from the inside out. Look at Matthew chapter 26, verse 41. What an interesting passage of Scripture. Matthew 26, 41. Watch and pray said Jesus, that you may not enter into temptation. Matthew 26, 41. Notice what Jesus says about the inner man. The spirit is indeed willing. But what can we say about the the God down there? The flesh is weak. Where is the willingness? Here. Where is the weakness? There. So in other words, if you live according to the flesh, you live in weakness. Notice that Jesus says that prayer is not needed for the inner man. Prayer is needed for the outer man. Do you see that? So the flesh is temptable, but you cannot tempt the inner man. Your inner man is always willing. Your inner man is always passionate. Your inner man is always heated up, on fire. In fact, Paul says, do not quench the spirit. So if you really want to see what the inner man is like, it's like a fire. And just like in the Old Testament, when God brought down fire at the, at the dedication of the temple of Solomon, God starts the fire here. This is God bringing your spirit man to life. Something wonderful happens on the inside of you. You become rich on the inside. You are supplied with a wealth of resources. Your spirit man becomes fully supplied. And all God's presence is here. All God's love is here. All God's power is here. Ephesians chapter 3 verse 16. Look at the scripture. May God grant you out of the rich treasury of his glory. So that's got to be rich. To be strengthened and reinforced 
with mighty power to be strengthened and reinforced with mighty power in the inner man, in the core of you, by the Holy Spirit himself, indwelling your innermost being and personality. Another translation says that according to his riches, to the riches of his glory, may he grant you to be strengthened with power through his Holy Spirit in your inner man. Where are you strong? On the inside. Why are you strong? Because of the presence of the Holy Spirit. Now, there is something that Jesus said about the inner man that I feel is so wonderful. John chapter 4, verse 13, Jesus was talking to the Samaritan woman, and this is what he said, whoever drinks of this water, the natural water, will thirst again. But whoever drinks of the water that I shall give him will never thirst. But now Jesus begins to describe what the water is like. He says, but the water that I shall give him will become in him. Would you say in him? Where's the source of that water? It's in the inner man. That the water that I give him, that on the inside of him, will become a fountain of water springing up into everlasting life. A fountain of water springing up into everlasting life. What is the water? The water is the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit is that water. And the Bible says that that water becomes in us a fountain of water. Have you seen a fountain of water? It's not just a little bit of water, but the water is bubbling up out of itself, out of the resources of the Holy Spirit himself, water is bubbling up on the inside of you. It's the power of the Holy Spirit. In fact, in Romans chapter 8, verse 11, the Bible says that the same Spirit, the same Spirit that raised Jesus from the dead is the same Spirit that lives on the inside of us. Not another spirit, not a weaker spirit, not a, a, a second grade anointing. You have in you the same power, the same anointing that raised Jesus from the dead. It's on the inside of you tonight. Wow. Can you just think about that? You don't have a lesser anointing. The same spirit that raised Jesus from the dead is bubbling up. He's not a, a, he's not a still water. He's not like just all green and mossy. No, 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 no. The water is, is flowing. It's flowing up on the inside of you. In other words, what God has designed for the Holy Spirit in the believer is that the power of God move out. It's got to bubble up and move out. Do you know what amazes me is how is it that if there is so much power in every believer that we don't see that power flow out? Can I tell you why? It's this guy here. It's this guy here. The soul is like a tap. Now, imagine if I had the whole of Midmar Dam, Albert Falls Dam, 
and every other dam in KZN in this little container. That's a lot of water, right? And that pales in comparison to the power that's on the inside of you by way of volume. I mean, the same spirit that raised Jesus from the dead is living on the inside of you. Wow. Do you know what turns the tap that releases the water is the soul? Because Jesus said, if you believe, signs will accompany you. Miracles will accompany you. Pastor Albie, I believe you, 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 you need a miracle, right? Praise God. You know, I've, I'm just going to give you some of this water. Now, don't take this literally. This is an illustration, but be healed. That's the Holy Spirit I'm giving you. We're not selling water. Please don't put that on social media. <laughs> Off with your cameras. Do not ruin the illustration. You can be seated, Pastor Albie. Elna, I believe that you also are trusting God for a miracle. So you know what I'm doing is I'm just out of the resources of, of the, the bubbling up of the fountain of the water on the inside of me. No, don't sit down. I want to give you some of the Holy Spirit. Holy Spirit power. There we go. Be healed in Jesus' name. And, and uh, oh, this is a big miracle. I need to fill this water right up. Uh, this, is, this is all God's power that needs to flow out. Lisa, come on. I know you are believing God big time. You have been praying. But I'm just going to give you out of the resources of what is on the inside of me. At any moment, at any time, you can release God's power from inside of you. All ministry is from the inside out. So how does that happen? Can I quickly talk about that? And then we're going to, we're going to minister to the sick tonight. How many of you would like to heal the sick? Jesus never said pray for the sick. Jesus said heal the sick. Smith Wigglesworth, he had a, a school of healing. And do you know what he, he used to do to his students? He sent them out on, on their assessment. They were to go and heal the sick. If we pray for the sick, Pastor Albie, pretend, pretend, Right? So I'm going to pray for him. Now, now watch this. Oh, okay. Oh, Father, I thank you for Pastor Albie. Oh, Lord, shame. Give him the grace in his sickness. And Lord, may one day he get healed. You don't, we don't do that. You're not going to release God's power that way. No. I'll pray the proper prayer in a moment. <laughs> the, the power of God flows from the inside out. And Jesus said, we are to heal the sick. Quickly, how do we heal the sick? Number one, by touch. In other words, there is a point of contact where the power goes out. Now, I love what Pastor John said about two months ago. He said, all spirituality must be based in reality. So now let's not take this to an extreme. And now you're shaking like you've got power coming through you. And now you're going all spooky on us. Because it's by faith. It, the power is released by faith. But Jesus healed the sick by touching them. 
In Matthew chapter 8, verse 3, Jesus stretched out his hand and he touched the leper and he said, I will be clean. And notice what the Bible says. Immediately, his leprosy was cleansed. In verse 15, he touched her hand and the fever left her and she rose and began to serve him. In Matthew chapter 9, verse 29, he touched their eyes, saying, according to your faith, be it done to you. And their eyes were opened. So we release God's power by laying hands on the sick. It's the point of contact. And by faith, we release God's power to heal the sick. Can I just say something? The other key to releasing God's power is to talk to the sickness, command the sickness. I've understood the importance of prayer and the importance of commanding. There is a time to pray, but then there is a time to speak to that condition. And you command that condition to go because you've got that authority. I want to show you here in, in John chapter 11. Can you turn there quickly? Here comes Jesus, Lazarus. The Bible says, verse 41, so they took the stone away. And Jesus lifted up his eyes and said, Father, I thank you that you have heard me. I knew that you always hear me. But notice what he said. But I said this on account of the people standing around. In other words, he's saying, I'm praying because of the people around me that they might believe that you sent me. When he had said these things, that's prayer, he cried out with a loud voice and he spoke to the miracle. I don't believe that you should be praying by the mountain and doing a whole lot of prayer by the mountain when you should be talking to the mountain. There's a time to pray and then there's a time to command. And this is what Jesus did. He said, Lazarus, in other words, he located where his miracle is. He said, Lazarus, come out. And not until the time that he spoke, Lazarus was still in that tomb. How many of you can see we pray and then we command? Here's another example. Peter raised Dorcas to life. Acts chapter 9, verse 40. Peter put them all outside and he knelt down and he prayed. After he prayed, because I f- sometimes feel that prayer is more about us, if you know what I'm saying. And turning to the body, after he prayed, the body was still dead. He prayed, he turned to the body, and he said, Tabitha, arise. And she opened her eyes. Wow. You see, there's an authority that the inner man has. So we pray. You've got to pray to help the soul open the tap, get you out of unbelief. But my friend, once you've done that before the throne of God, you then step into that authority and you command that cancer to go, you command that sickness to go, and it will go in Jesus' name. The other thing I would like to just quickly add in there, free of charges, let's not use many words. Sometimes we use many words because we are in doubt and unbelief. 
I'd like to just show you from the scriptures what Jesus did in working the miracles of God. Sometimes we preach, pray. We start in Genesis, Exodus, Leviticus, Numbers, Deuteronomy, and all, all the cancers waiting is to be told to go. We, we've got so many words, we like the prophets of Baal. Oh God, would you do a miracle? Oh God, would you do it? We don't need to do all of that. You've got the power. You've got the authority. Would we stop the performance and release the power? Matthew 8, 13. And to the centurion, Jesus said, go, let it be done for you as you have believed. And notice what the Bible says. He didn't pray. He didn't say, oh, brother, let me tell you, the Bible says from Genesis to Revelation. No, he said, go. In other words, the he, okay, let me read the rest of the scripture. I'm getting so excited here. I'm getting ahead of myself. And the servant was healed at that very moment. The moment God, Jesus, said to the centurion, respond to me now as though the miracle has taken place. And all Jesus did is said, go, your servant is healed. Do you know that you can release God's power by telling people to do what they can't do? And when you tell them to do what they can't do, God's power, boom, raises them up. We see this in the scriptures all the time. In Matthew 8, 16, that evening, they brought to him many who were oppressed by demons, and he cast out the demons with many elaborate sentences that even the thesaurus struggled to find comparisons. Does the Bible say that? How many words did Jesus use? With a word. How many of you know that if you are the king, you don't use many words? You don't say, oh servant, would you please disembark from your chair? Come walk down the aisle and come and present yourself before me. No, the king says, come. And that servant does all that. When you've got authority, you are a man or a woman of few words. Hmm. You want some more scripture? Uh, there's plenty more. Acts chapter, uh, Matthew chapter 8, 32. And he said to them, the demons, go. One word. So they came out and went into the pigs. One word. Go. Matthew 9, 26. He said to the paralytic, rise, pick up your bed, and go home. <laughs> In other words, respond as though God has healed you. And when he did that, the power of God came. This is awesome. And beloved, there are scriptures galore. Final thing. Be careful what you say. Be careful what you say. Faith is expressed in what you say. You believe and you speak. In Matthew chapter 9 verse 24, Jesus said to them, Make room for the girl is not dead but sleeping. And they ridiculed him. Many times we've got to declare publicly the miracle that God is about to do as though it has already happened. And many people that are not of faith are not going to understand that. The girl was dead. Jesus said, why are you mourning? You don't need to mourn. She's not dead. And how many of you know that if you go and see a dead corpse, a corpse is dead, 
not going to talk back at you, but Jesus, by faith, saw another situation. You know, this morning, Pastor John at Hillcrest, we were ministering to the sick. And there was, there was a man who had pain all on his left-hand side. And so we got the, the different teams to go and minister, and the pain left him. And he said, oh, it's actually gone. I said, sir, what did you expect? <laughs> I was confused by his reaction. What do you expect? God heals the sick. So we've got to be careful what we say. We lay hands and release God's power, and we command. Can we give spirit, soul, and body a big God bless you? Weren't they the best spirit, soul, and body? Man, you guys are hired. So I'd like to demonstrate what we mean by this. I've got a video clip. and I'd like to thank Pastor Nell for giving us that series on God's generals. I want to show you a, a, a great man of God, A.A. A. Allen. There's a man, thanks Wayne, that is going, to, he, he's going to be presented in that meeting. He's got cancer. He hasn't eaten for six months. Would you take note of what A.A. A. Allen does and what God does? Now, everything that I've just explained to you, he's going to demonstrate. And then what we are going to do is we're going to heal the sick tonight. How exciting is that? If you've never done it, tonight's going to be your first night. Anyone who is sick is going to be healed here tonight in Jesus' name. Let's watch the video clip. In Southern California, the devil's a liar. Did you bring him a straw? Is he going to drink? You've got the straw. Everything's all right. Let's praise the Lord first, everybody. Oh, the devil's a liar. Do you believe it tonight? I said, here's this man's dinner. For six weeks, he hasn't been able to eat anything. This is cancer of his stomach. When the food gets that far, it comes right back up. Do what I tell you. Do it again. Turn around and tell your friend by faith. Say, when Brother Allen prays for that man, he's going to get up. They're going to put his suit on him. He's going to walk home. He's going to be able to swallow that food. Can you see the face? Tell somebody right he's now. He's declaring it. You he's and your publicly home, do you declaring it? the miracle. Do you believe God with me? Hear me. God will heal you too. Jesus will set you free. God will heal you by where you are if you believe God. <laughs> yes, you will. So now they're praying as a church. Amen. This is your moment. Yes? You're so glad. Is this your minute? Yes, this is it. Here's his bed. God, let the spirit and the power of God come on this man. Look at these poor legs. My God, my God, 
In the name of Jesus, I curse this foul cancer. I curse this cancer. In the name of Jesus, I command this cancer die. I command this cancer die. Pass from the stomach. You devil, let this man eat. You cannot starve him to death. I claim life for this man. I curse this cancer in the name of Jesus. Lord, let these legs walk again. Let this body be supported again. Let this stomach receive food. Give this man strength tonight. Let the power of God go through him. Raise him from this death, this minute, Lord, in the name of Jesus. Amen. Papa, in the name of Jesus, I command you, get up. Now, the rest of the video, he eats for the very first time. He downs that milk. He could not eat for six months, and he has something to eat. Can you see how the miracle was worked? Did you see the laying on of the hands? Did you see the public confession? Did you see the commanding of cancer to go? That's how we do the miracles of God. And so this evening, if you need a miracle in your body, we're going to give believers an opportunity to work the miracles of God. If you believe in God for healing in your body, wherever you might be, would you just quickly stand? Wherever you might be. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Now, I'm going to ask all the believers, pastors, if it's all right, Pastor John, if we can just be in a supportive role. Because tonight I want to show the congregation they've got the Holy Spirit on the inside of them. So, pastors, if we can support, but if you are a believer. Now, we don't try anything out. We're not going to try anything. We're going to release God's power. I'd like a believer to stand next to those that are standing. Can you quickly do that? As pastors, we're going we're gonna to be as a supportive role. And not that we are minimizing the role of the pastor. That's not what we're doing tonight. But wow, if the church can rise up. If the church can take its authority tonight and begin to work the miracles of God. Now, this is what we're going to do. I'm going to pray. Can I just say something about what we're about to do? We, I was at a, a, we were doing a men's encounter the one time, and I had these incredible abdominal pains. I thought I was having a heart attack. And I was about to go and do the lesson, what Jesus did for us on the cross. Can you believe it? And Pastor Fred came to me and said, Wayne, are you okay? I said, Pastor Fred, I need a miracle. 
I went into the room. I said, Jesus, you took this pain. You took this pain. You took this pain. And I began to rejoice. I said, Lord, I thank you. The pain is not on me. Was I still in pain? Yes. But I said, this pain cannot stay. This is illegal. When I look at what God says, that by the stripes of Jesus, I have already been healed. Already. Already. It's a done deal. We're not trying to get something from God that hasn't already been given. Your miracle has already been supplied. And I said, Lord, I thank you. I see that on Jesus. I wonder those of you that are are believing God for a miracle in your body this evening, would you close your eyes? Would you see that pain on Jesus? The pain in the back of the left eye, would you see that pain on Jesus? It doesn't belong to you. That's not your pain, don't own it. That pain was taken by Jesus on the cross 2,000 years ago. I'd like for you, by faith, You've got to activate your faith. Begin to see this. Would you see that pain on Jesus? Would you see that sugar diabetes on Jesus? Would you see that chronic condition on Jesus right now? And just begin to thank the Lord. Say, Lord, I thank you that Jesus took this pain. I'm not going to keep it. I'm not going to hold on to it. I give it to you, Jesus. Now, what I'm going to do, those of you that are believing God for a miracle, you stay at that place. I'm going to pray. Then those of you around, those that are believing God for a miracle, after I've prayed, what I'd like for you to do is lay your hands and by faith, it's not by feelings. Remember the body, it's not by feelings. By faith, release the power of God and then you command healing to come to that body are you ready Heavenly Father this evening we bring to you each and every person that is standing I thank you God that the victory has already been won we rebuke every spirit of infirmity right now in the name of Jesus We disallow, we rebuke every work of the enemy that weakens the body, that brings pain in the name of Jesus. Right now, we speak to you and we say, be made whole in Jesus' name. We rebuke that infirmity. It is not allowed. It is illegal. And right now, the power of that sickness goes in the name of Jesus. Now, believers, go ahead, lay hands on those that are sick, command healing in Jesus' name. In the name of Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Right now, I thank you for your miracles. Thank you, Father, that the pain goes in the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus, pain goes in Jesus' mighty name. Now begin to do what you couldn't do before. Would you begin to try out? If you, if you had restriction in your fingers, begin to move them in Jesus' name. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Lord, for that miracle this evening.
in the wonderful name of Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Begin to test it out. Come on, faith is not dormant. Faith is active. Faith without works is dead. Thank you, Lord, in the mighty name of Jesus. Hallelujah. Pastors, can we just, just help those that are, are ministering this evening? Thank you, Lord. In the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. Let's begin a minister and song. Thank you. Thank you, Lord. It's His power. It's His glory. It's moving over the presence of the Lord. The presence of the Lord. The presence of the Lord is in this place. got to do tonight. You know, I think the most amazing miracle is the miracle that takes place in the soul. When we who are far from Jesus come to Jesus, surrender our lives, turn our back on what we've been doing and say, Lord, from this moment forward, I'm going to serve you. It's the greatest miracle. It's the most amazing thing because it's a miracle of the heart. Without Jesus, there is just so much luggage that we carry, unnecessary guilt, condemnation. We make vows to ourselves and we say, I'm, I'm never going to do that again. I'm never going to embarrass myself again. But there is this nature on the inside of us just drags us back and no matter how many New Year's resolutions we make we back to the guilt we back to the condemnation guilt is like a cloud that just follows us and we're never able to run faster than the cloud we can never rid ourselves of that guilt it sticks to us like glue but Jesus came my friend to take your sin upon himself and when he died on the cross your sin placed on Jesus do you know what he did he lived a perfect life Jesus lived a sinless life so that when you say Jesus I've had enough 
I'm not living my life like this anymore. I've had enough of the guilt. I've had enough of the condemnation. Jesus actually said, come to me in Matthew eleven twenty nine. 29. All who are weary and heavy laden, you're carrying this burden. You're trying hard. Oh, you might do well for a season, but man, back to that nature again. Jesus takes all of that. He lifts it off you. And he gives you his perfect life. Do you know what the will of God is for your life? That you live light. That you come out of death, out of darkness, come into his marvelous light, and you live light. You say, well, what do you mean by living light? Where that guilt is removed from off your life. It is not God's plan for you this evening that you carry that heavy burden. And we as a church, we care enough for you to say we want to pray for you. Would you give us that honor tonight? Every head bowed, every eye closed. No one moving around just for the next few minutes. You say, Wayne, that's me. My life is in a place of disrepair. But tonight, I want to come to Jesus. Let Jesus put your life back together again and he'll do it for you he'll do a great job he'll do what no one else can do for you not even yourself would you come to Jesus this evening you're far away but today is your day every head bowed every eye closed we want to pray with you and we're all over this place but I'm going to count to three and wherever you are would you just lift up your hand right above your head and wave it at me let me see that hand and then you can put it down again. Are you ready? We're going to pray right now. Here we go. One, two. This is your moment. Three. Quickly, if you would lift up your hand and say, yes, that me. Would, that's me. Would you wave your hand at me and say, yes, thank you over there. God bless you. Who else tonight? You say, that's me. I, I need Jesus. Come on. You don't have to carry those burdens any longer. Not a moment longer. Is there anybody else that would say, yes, that's me. I'm coming to Jesus. Anyone else, would you wave your hand and say, that's me. I'm coming to him. I'm, I'm forsaking everything that weighs me down, and I'm coming to Jesus. Let me see that hand. Let me see that hand in the name of Jesus. You know that this is the day. You know that this is the moment for you. Quickly, if you would lift your hand and say, yes, that's me. Thank you. God bless you. We're all over this building. Would you give us the honor of meeting you here in the front and we're going to pray with you wherever you might be you lifted up your hand and you said yes would you include me in that prayer come from out of where you are and come join us here in the front come on church let's give them a big God bless you this evening come in the name of Jesus praise God God bless you God bless you who else tonight before we pray quickly wherever you might be would you just slip out from where you are if, if this is a bit overwhelming for you would you ask somebody just to come and walk with you to the front oh we'll gladly do that we're going to sing it one more time and then we're going to pray come in the name of Jesus
here in the front, I'm going to lead you in a simple prayer. And we're going to say these words with all of our heart. And Jesus is going to listen to every word that you say. And he's going to do a wonderful work on the inside of you. Would you say this after me? The singers are going to help. Dear Lord Jesus, I believe that you are the Christ, the Son of the living God. That God raised you from the dead. I'm sorry for living my life without you. Living my life independently. But from this moment forward, you are my Lord. You are my Savior. I turn my back on the works of the devil. And I receive your forgiveness. The cleansing away of my sin. And I stand before you, brand new, in Jesus' mighty name. Father, we thank you for these precious folk. We thank you that the the connection with the past is destroyed. I thank you tonight that whom the sun sets free is free indeed. We thank you for the power of the blood of Jesus that cleanses them. And makes them whole. We thank you for this young lady. At the very beginning of her life, she comes to Jesus. Father, I pray that they would find their place in this house. That they would become pillars of strength in this house. That they would grow up and be blessings in Jesus' mighty name. Amen and amen. Praise the Lord. Can you give the Lord a praise offering tonight? Amen. Those folks are just going to get ministered to you. The rest of you just lift your hands up. Man, that was a great word. Thank you so much, Pastor Wayne. Uh, I remember Pastor Fred teaching on the spirit, soul, and body. And and then there's nobody that could have beaten him, but you come a good second best. And that was a real... Would you put your hands together for Pastor Wayne? That was done so well. So, so, so well that uh, I want to encourage you. I don't know where, how we can get that. Can they download it? Can they get it on, uh, on the internet later on? I don't know if it's available. Uh, where else can they get it? But live stream. So go down to live stream, www.durbanchristiancenter.com, and just keep hearing that because that is really a very powerful teaching on how to release the power of God and to operate from your spirit man, the inward, inward man, from the inner man out. Really very good. Thank you, Pastor Wayne. Thank you, Pastor Mervyn, for a great offering. No more affairs, right? We're going to end the affair. End the affair with mammon, all right? Praise God. Come on, just stretch your hands out to the Lord tonight. Father, 
I thank you for your word tonight that's come to us. That we were created, spirit, soul, and body, and our spirit was made in your image. We carry your likeness. We carry the similitude of God. We were made in the image of God. And I thank you that, Lord, we are speaking spirits, that we can speak and verbalize our faith and allow the flow of God. Let this week be a week of adventures. Let it be a week of signs, wonders, and miracles where we don't really have to pray a whole lot. We can just come on. We can, Lord, heal the sick, even as we were taught tonight. We go blessed tonight, strengthened by you in Jesus' name. Now, as you go, just remember, next week we begin our forward conference. Amen. So if you haven't taken time off work, you need a book time off work, from the first, second, third, and fourth. It's going to be a great, great, great conference. I'm hoping to have my book here as well, Destined to Win. All right, God willing. Good night. God bless you.